What's up, witches? This is Michaela, and welcome back to another episode of 1692 Podcast. I'm sorry I've been a little um, not consistent with the episodes. I've had a lot of stuff going on in my life, and I just want... I don't even know. My sister's distracting me. Do you want to say hi? Hey, guys. Hey, <laughs> Hannah is here. She's in the building. She's making a presentation on today's intro. So you're welcome for blessing you guys with that specialness. Uh, but what I was saying was, I don't even know what I was saying because she distracted me. <laughs> trying to do some behind the scenes here. <laughs> um, yeah, if only you were doing that for me all the time. Anyways. Haven't been consistent, but good things are coming and new things. Today's episode, I'm so, so excited for. And I feel like I've said that at the beginning of every single episode. But this one, I haven't met this person yet. Her name is Sheila Clifford. She is an amazing animal communicator. Uh, And I also found out she is very in touch with her mediumship, her spirituality, We talk about everything from religion to her spiritual communicating, how she got started, even a couple of her little ghost stories. It's just a ball. I could literally talk to her forever. We actually talked even longer after we stopped recording and we were just like, we got to stop. We have stuff to do and we'll just record another episode because craziness. I'm definitely gonna start visiting her a lot more and she just is so much of a light and a beautiful soul to be around and very very gifted so I and she gave me a few pointers for my business that I'm gonna start considering and I think it's gonna be a great route to go down I don't think anybody around here really does anything like it so I'm really excited so we just be ready to listen and just we talk about a lot of different things and just keep watching for these episodes because I'm pretty sure it'll be every Tuesday. I'm not going to guarantee it. So I'm here for you on Tuesdays for the most part. Buckle in, my lovely witches. Thank you for joining this coven and I hope you enjoy. I'll see you guys next week. Bye. out there or I've never had anybody ask me questions so oh my gosh really no I mean they ask but um not for informative purposes but like like putting it out there it's for themselves yeah or they have an animal or they have a friend has an animal or something yeah awesome well yeah I definitely want to now that we've done work with my animal, we can get to know you and how you work. Cause I know you do a couple of other mm-hmm. different things too. So yeah. I want to welcome you and just jump right into it. So how, I guess you do a couple different, you do massage, right? Yeah, I'm a, I am actually I'm a licensed massage therapist. Okay. I have my own business in Bedford awesome. and I'm a Reiki practitioner. And from that, I had clients who um, 
asked me to come work on their horses. Okay, cool. So I started with horses doing Reiki. Mm-hmm. And um, I was working with one horse in particular. His name is Ripley. And I, he's just an amazing horse. I worked on him for several months. Yeah. And he got to know me really well. He'd know my car, come running up to the gate, ready to go. Like, okay, let's do this. So one day I was working on him. The owner had left the barn. So it was just me and Ripley Mm -hmm. and the other horses. And all of a sudden, this voice in my head said, can you move your hand? I'm like, looked around a little, like, that's a little weird. Okay. (laughs) And I was on his stomach. And so I moved it, and I heard the voice again, no, no, move forward. Okay, so I moved forward, and I found this engorged tick. He says, oh, get that off of me. I hate dirty bugs. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. So I looked at Ripley, and I turned around and looked at him, and I said, Ripley, is that you? And he turned his head. He was tied at the the harness like he should be. Turned his head and looked at me, and the voice in my head said, I've been waiting for you. I'm like, oh my gosh, Ripley, I'm talking to you. He says, yes, you are. And we had this great conversation. And he, uh, I have discovered this was about seven years ago. Awesome. Then I was like, okay, so I called a woman that I had had communicate with my animals and told her what happened and said, you know, would you mentor me with this and she said absolutely so I started in and she tested me and as a result of the test she said Sheila you are far beyond anything I can do with you I can help you you've got a special gift yeah (laughs) yeah so I found somebody else to, because you can get certified okay. in it. So I found someone and she taught it uh, via phone call, long distance. Oh. She'd held classes and she tested you. Awesome. Um, and it was so, so interesting to hear other people's information. Yeah. What I discovered, which made mine different, my gift different is the animals talk to me like you and I are talking right now. Yeah. Most animal communicators have to develop a book of signs and symbols. And that is how the woman I was with, that's how she taught. She said, you have to get a book. And I was like, why do I need a book? They just talk to me. They don't. There's yeah. no green leaf or red something gotcha. or orange something yeah. you have to develop. They just talk. And I had a conversation with her later, and she had forgot that I told her they just talked to me. Mm-hmm. There's no signs, no symbols, no nothing. Then I, I had another incident, um, and I can never remember, get the different terms of of the gifts, but I see through the animal's eyes and they'll talk to me and they'll, I know where they are. And then they, I see what they're seeing. So from that, it just, once I felt as we call legitimate. Yeah. Yeah. um, You're validated. I'm validated. I put it out there that, you know, 
I'll yeah, do them. It's definitely scary. You're like, are people gonna think I'm crazy? Am I even doing this? Exactly. Yeah, it's a scary so, world to jump into. From that, I um, had a. I'm also a certified equine and canine massage therapist. Oh. So I use my animal communication on top of uh, the gifts I have with my hands yeah. when I go to work on animals. And um, so that's kind of how it started. Yeah, that is so much animal love. You're definitely connected with them. And that's crazy. I mean, if you think about it, seven years is not that long ago. No, not at all. Have you always loved animals? Always. Always. And I, when one of the, um, the other gift that came into it is mediumship. And we're both mediums. That's so much fun. It is. It it was different, which is initially. also scary. That's why I'm like, I just would just go to medium classes, but I never actually started doing readings. And I went to a weekend class, and my teacher was like, you know, so many people just come to these classes and never actually go out and trust themselves to do a re- like start reading people. I'm like, yeah, that's me, because it's nerve-wracking, for sure. It is. Um, but I think because I'm a massage therapist, and I, I had to put my skills out there yeah. to develop my business, I, I gained the confidence, you know, like, you're an esthetician. Definitely. You're confident as an esthetician. Yeah. So a lot of the times I tested myself out with clients on the table yeah. or clients in the room um, to see, like, okay... This is what I'm getting. What and they're like, oh my god, Sheila, yeah. you know, you've got something here. Yeah. And then I uh, took some classes with Lauren Rainbow. Oh, you did. That's where I went. It yeah. was Lauren, and it was John Holland. Oh, I haven't met him. Oh, uh, he's great. Is, yeah. Yeah. Lauren is is a wonderful teacher. Yeah, she and really is. I learned how to read if you do a group reading. Yeah. Or individual. Yeah. Um, it just you know she test you know it was almost like she tested us yeah. in the group and we so she did validate our skills yeah and the one thing when I it was my turn to give a reading mm-hmm. she was amazed at how much detail this person gave me yeah um I had described and how the, you can get that I mean it's definitely a you skill too to get that yeah. detail it's just like um I I will I always give God the glory. I God gave me the gift. Yeah. And as long as I use it and glorify Him, I don't feel I'm doing anything wrong. Yeah, you're a messenger. Yeah, yeah, I'm a conduit. Yeah. And so that is how it kind of all started, and it's all packaged now. Yeah. Now it just you got the ball rolling. I yeah. feel like massage therapists in general have that special you have to have some sort of empathetic spiritual sense about you i mean you're touching somebody's skin like skin to skin contact is very most do if there's this whole section of massage therapy that they're in it for medical um it's just human anatomy yeah like this is here i'll rub this this there's, they do not open themselves up yes, to allow totally energy, nothing. Mm-hmm. And that's great. They know they, as long as they're still helping the person, yeah. that's great. But I just, it just happened. Yeah. For me, it happened with the animals first. Yes. And I didn't know it when I was in the Lauren Rainbow class, when I was being read in one of our uh, exercises. Yeah. 
um, my grandfather came through yeah. and reminded me that I used to talk to animals when I was young. Yeah. Because you're so connected as a child. And yes. Then, but if you, my dad would always say, if you don't use it, you lose it. Right. So, I mean, if you just, if your parents try to just kind of just say what you're saying is not true or anything like that. Well, that, that was the interesting thing. My parents, because um, I have some other gifts. I want um, to know them all. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other, uh, my parents never... Um, never shamed me. They accepted what I had because it got validated. Yeah. And so, but I had forgot that I, I the memory flashed back when my grandfather came through mm-hmm. and said, well, yeah, she used to talk to rabbits. I would come up and ask, who, ask her, who are you talking to? And she would say, well, the grandpa's or the rabbit's grandpa. And it, I, I had the flashback, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah, I did this. Yeah. But then life happened. I was probably oh, 10 yeah. or 11 years old. And, yeah. But, uh, it, yeah, the other gift, um, it, I think God gave it to me for me personally because when I was young, I had a terrible time dealing with death. Terrible time. Mm-hmm. Um I, it, it was just, and I'm sure being, you were empathetic and you didn't know even what that was or just, well, like I'll give you the, you want to know the story. I so, do. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the first story. Well, first I'll say this. I'm a born again Christian. Sure. My father, uh, eventually became a minister. So I grew up in the church and the first time it happened, I was freaking out mm-hmm. and I didn't know what. What, what, who do I say this to? Yeah. And I was young. I didn't know, so I just told my parents. But um, I was 9 or 10, and I still had my great-grandparents mm-hmm. alive. My great-grandfather was close to dying, and I had went in to see him, Was had got back in the car, and was waiting for the family to come out. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of sitting there, not really you know, doing what your little girls do. And I had this voice come and say, um, it's good that you said goodbye because he'll be gone in three days. Hmm. And I, like, what? What? So it kind of scared me. Yeah. I told my mom when she got back in the car and she said, well, if uh, this is what you have told us that this is it, then this is it. Mm -hmm. So that I just told her, I'm like, mom, God told me. Yeah. So. They believed it. Which is really good. Yes. Had they done anything else, I think things wouldn't have turned out the way they have in my life. Yeah. And, yes, he was gone in three days. So that gift started. And anybody close to me that was older that was going to die, I would be told ahead of time. And I asked God, why are you telling me this? What am I supposed to do with this? And at the time, he said, this is for you, my child, because you need comfort. That's beautiful. I just. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And so I eventually, I believe in Satan. And I believe in either our evil spirits. Yep. They're there to do harm. Yeah. So when. I would get a vision because it went from talking in my head to 
you get a message and you get a vision. Gotcha. So when I went, the the next one I can remember were two, um, they were just notifications for two senior gentlemen in our church that I was very friendly with. Yeah. Um, I was told ahead of time when they were going to pass. And I would tell my dad or my mom and they just, okay. I don't think they knew what to do with it. Now yeah, that I think like- they got it. Okay, can't do anything about it. <laughs> yeah, but thank you. I don't, you know, don't ask you. Yeah. But then I would get the the there's two other ones that really stick in my mind and one was I saw my sister's house in flames. Scary. And I instantly prayed and I just said, "God, your will be done. You can keep this from happening if you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, I give it to you. And then my sister tells me, like a week later, that the they had a gas stove in the kitchen, and the somehow it became disconnected. Oh, so had somebody lit, lit anything, anything, it would have just blown up. Oh, and I told gosh. her, and I said, well, I prayed about it. I saw that. I prayed yeah. about it. I didn't want you dying in a house fire. Yeah. And they were, so I'm like, okay, I'm getting these for a reason. So the last one. And they're listening. Yes. If you, it's a give and take. It's not just. Well, part of it's it's family members initially. Yeah. The last one, it totally confirmed for me that there is power in prayer. Um, I was like 19, 20 years old. I, I was a nanny when I moved to New England, and we traveled a lot, and we were in Switzerland at the time. And I'm walking down the road. It's at night, and I'm just thanking God for being here and getting to see all this beautiful country and just praising the Lord for what a wonderful world he made. Yes. And all of a sudden, I got a vision. <laughs> yeah, I was like, damn it. <laughs> so I got a vision of my dad lying on the ground next to a tree. And his cat had come off of his head. And I immediately prayed. And I just said, Lord, I'm not there. Your will be done. But please, if you if this isn't supposed to happen, save him. Yeah. I felt at peace because I acknowledged I'm in Switzerland. They're in Iowa. I can't do anything. Trip was over, went home, called my mom, let her know I was back in the States. I said, so how are things? And she goes, well, I go, wait, I have something to tell you. Mm -hmm. Because this was going to confirm for me. Oh, yeah. Like, don't tell me, let me tell you. (laughs) Yeah. So I told her what I saw. Yeah. Told her the color of his cap. Which is important because my dad worked for the county road department in rural Iowa, and he changed his cap all the time. Mm -hmm. So I told her what cap he was wearing, what I saw, that he was on the ground next to this tree. And she said, I have something to tell you. And I'm like, is dad okay? Yeah, you're like, (laughs) can you get to Yes, he is. He's fine. And so my dad came home that day and told her what happened. Mm -hmm. They were, he and his partner uh, for the day, younger guy was up in the tree and they were cutting tree limbs down Mm -hmm. away from power lines. Okay, yeah. 
power lines were supposed to be shut off. The electric company had confirmed power lines were shut off. Apparently, this one, they didn't shut off. So when his partner, co-worker, cut the limb, it fell on the power line. The electricity came back through, okay. shot the co-worker out of the tree. And my dad can, says, I don't know. He... Uh, because they were like cutting the tree, so he was pushing the yeah. limb. Yeah. So his hands were on the tree. He would have been electrocuted too. Oh yeah. I mean, totally electrocuted. He was barehanded yeah. on the tree. He said, "I can't tell you what made me look up," but he looked up and pulled his hands off right before the electricity hit, oh, and he gosh. he didn't he didn't fall on the ground. Nothing. And I, I, I just was my heart just yes. like, oh my gosh, this gift is real. Yeah. This, this is real. Yeah. And once she told that story to my dad, and he said, he called me, says, well, sis, he says, I guess you got me there. <laughs> was like, you're welcome. Yeah, this. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> and after yeah. that, I knew it was like this is real. Oh There's gosh. power in prayer. Yeah. And. I saved my dad's life. I firmly believe that. That is so beautiful and so different than anything. Like you are, you can be medium, you can be psychic, you can talk to animals, but you have a special tapped into yeah. a little bit higher for sure. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's you know, God and I have conversations all yeah. the time. Yeah. It, it just, there's so much more out there. And I was on a spiritual education because I was brought up in the church. Yeah. And a lot of the gifts that I have were deemed um, evil. Yes. Satan. Yes. You know, all controlling that. And yeah. it's black magic yes. or whatever. You just stay away from it. Um, I have learned... And it actually is in the Bible where I learned about animal communication. In Job, there's a verse where he's telling the community because they don't believe that Job um, that Job didn't sin against God to have these terrible things happen to him. Yeah. And when he tried to tell them that, he says to them, go talk to the fishes in the sea and they will tell you that I didn't do anything wrong. Now, if there had to be animal communication back then. If yeah. He actually said to them, yeah. go talk to the fishes in the yeah, sea. Yeah, not just to be like Don't sassy. talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I have learned, um, I still go to church, but I do not share all of me with certain people in church because Definitely. Um, I don't want to offend them. Yeah. And I don't want to be offended. Yeah. Exactly. And so it's better for me. I um, One of the reasons I still go to church is because my uh, alien mother is with me. She's very sick and she goes to church. Mm -hmm. um, she knows my gifts. She's accepted them. She says, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. But, but God has blessed you with something. And she's, the only thing she said to me is, as long as you keep your gift 
of discernment, I feel you will always be protected, which is I want anybody who starts doing any of this. Mm -hmm. it, when, when you're taught that it comes from the light or it comes from a higher spirit, there has to be positive things coming from it. Yes. If not, there is demonic spirits. There is demonic control. There's yes. such things as that. I've seen it. You, you know, a lot of people, the Ouija board is very controversial. Yes. It's not controversial for me. It is a no, no way, no how. Yes. I'm not going to dabble I feel in the that. same, yes. Because it opens the door. To you don't know what. I think yes. tarot cards had a little bit of controversy around it, but I don't really see that as much. Um, but the board, definitely, because you don't know who you're talking to. Yeah. You don't know what you're opening. Did you close it right? Did you open it right? Like, are you... It's not and just... usually no one closes it. No. Because no. it's usually um, curious teenagers. Yes. And I... Which follows them literally to adult, like, yes, for the does. rest of their lives. They're it, always it's wondering. Called a, it's called a uh, demon attachment. Or they will enter you. Yeah. And, or just be around and bad and things will happen. Everybody, everybody thinks that, oh, if you're possessed by a demon, you're going to be screaming and, you know, saying Bent things. And look like <laughs> yeah. Look like a possessed person. Yeah. That's not true. No. If, let's say, somebody um, played with a Ouija board and then all of a sudden they had a panic attack. Mm-hmm. And they never had a panic attack in their life. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what got attached to them? Oh, yeah. And unless you seek help to, to you know, most Cleansing people don't even and, acknowledge it. Oh, yeah. They won't even acknowledge that that There's happened. Mm -hmm. Possession doesn't always mean that they're going to run around screaming and yeah. trying to claw you to death or something. Mm -hmm. They can mean other things. Mm -hmm. um, someone who's constantly feeling suicidal. You know, I'm not going to say depression is, um, all is, I believe depression is a mental defect, an illness that can be helped. Yeah. But if depression never ran in your family, no history, no nothing, and you all of a sudden start just, you're sad. You played with the Ouija board and you're sad. Mm-hmm. Depression, there are spirits, there's entities that can do that to you. Yeah. Um, so that's the one thing I don't, yeah, definitely. you know, and I, I anybody I know, I just like flare up, don't do that. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, like, My mom was that. like, that's not allowed in the house. I'm like, yeah. okay. Um, has your dad ever had to do like an exorcism or yeah. anything? Uh, have I done an exorcism? Or like your dad? Yeah, my dad has. Yes, yes. And I um, had two, to do two. My nephew, um, who's very spiritually grounded, he's, I've discovered the gift is genetic. Yes. I did not know that until I did, went back. My dad is deceased now, but I, my, his younger brother, my uncle, is still here. Mm -hmm. And you ever heard of witching for water? No. In the Midwest... Some people had the gift, and you find a branch that is in the form of a Y. And if the person had the gift, 
That's all they knew to call it back in the day. They would hold on to it with each hand and they would take it and move around the an area where they thought there might be water. And if there's water, the end will tip down of the tree branch. Ooh. So they called it witching for water. Yeah. They didn't know what else to call yeah. it. Yeah. My uncle has that gift. Ooh. So bef- that that's the first time I could trace something spiritual yeah. out of the or out of ordinary. My great 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 grandfather married an uh, um, an Iwegian Indian. Iowa was named after the Iwegian um, tribe. Yeah. He married her, and as far as I can spiritually go, it comes from her. I believe that. And Did you go back and do like a history or anything? I well. We've tried, but when they did census that far back, yeah. women were not counted. And if you were an Indian, you certainly weren't counted. Yeah, that's so true. So there's no record of her other than our family wow. going down. Yeah. So my uncle has it. I have a gift. My second nephew has a gift. Okay. It's skit people, and yeah. there's no rhyme or reason for it. Yeah. I'm female. They're male. Yeah. Still doesn't make the only thing that I can gravitate to, my uncle is the second son. I'm the second daughter. Gotcha. My nephew is the second son in his family. Mm-hmm. It seems to be the second child. Which is weird you say that because my mom actually, she struggled to get pregnant, but then she actually had a miscarriage before me. So I'm the oldest right now. But you're but, second. Yeah. Number two, it just, there's something about being the second child. Yeah. My sister is, she is, she is um, conflicted because she is in the Midwest. Yeah. Very much, very much could be labeled a Bible thumper. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> You've heard that term before. Yeah. <laughs> she could be. And that's how you were raised. So. I was how I was raised. I was never a Bible thumper. I questioned everything. Oh yeah. I Same. I I, 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 I in CCD. I'm like, well, why? <laughs> yeah. So you were raised Catholic. Yes. And yes. so, how do you? Um... So it wasn't until I felt like me as a person, I had to. You just naturally feel like you have to follow what your parents believe, yeah. how you this were raised. Just, family, that's yes. what you do. Yeah, those are your parents, and that's how life should be. And then I finally was like, I don't agree with a lot of these things, or I question them, or I want to know why. And, and nobody could give you an answer? No. So I didn't. My dad was spiritual. He passed um, five years ago now. But he always was the one that was open about it. So, like, we would take... Um, like a deck of cards and do like a telepathy kind of thing. And he would always talk about spirits and he would say, if you don't use it, you lose it. And I think he could see something in me. Um, so it comes from him too. But then my mom, she has something for sure, but she's kind of scared of it. So she never really, I would tell her something. She'd be like, Oh, make some ridiculous thing up yeah. in place of that. But I mean, they weren't, she, the reason she wanted me Catholic um, I think was just give me a good foundation and like to get married in a church and whatnot, but I'm You're not a practicing Catholic. No. No. And Would I totally you say you're Catholic now? No. Um, yeah, no. I think that might have been a good thing to raise me on, to have maybe some morals or something, but mm-hmm. definitely 
God is my universe. Manifestation is my prayer. I definitely relate the two, but just not so much Catholic right. to me. It's more that's spiritual. What, that's how I have managed. That was the conflict I had was I, I just I just sat down and we're taught as uh, born-again Christians to um, take time, whether you go into a closet and pray, but go to your prayer closet. Go to your space where you just pray, you and God. And I did that. And I asked God, um, why do I have these gifts if in church I'm being told they're bad? Mm -hmm. And he said, because they don't know. And he told me that these are gifts that he gives individuals to be used to help humanity. Mm-hmm. And he said, you really love animals. So I bestowed upon you a gift to help humans help the animal. Mm-hmm. And he told me that, yes, I, he still wanted me to go to church, still wanted me to enjoy that, because I do get yeah, enjoyment out definitely. of it. But he said, you know better. Mm-hmm. You know more. And he said, but I don't want you to cause conflict in the church. Definitely. So... Because I God told me this, there was I God's talking to me yeah. and talking, no signs, no symbols, no nothing. It was a conversation, yeah. And I said, okay, I and so I do. But if the time ever came that I had to stand up for what is me, yeah, I know I would leave the church rather than cause conflict. Yes, in it. definitely. And it would break my mother's heart. Yeah. But I, um, I would just tell her I'm, I'm doing what God told me. And you don't have cause your own, conflict. Yeah, you have your own relationship with yeah. God. I mean, you really you know, don't. You do not. Even though the, we're taught, the Bible says, you know, we're supposed to get together, and that's more for uplifting and, yes. you know, uh, sharing Raising what's going on that week. If yeah. you're struggling with something, yeah. getting, you know, it's almost like it's a pep rally. Yes. That's the way I look at yeah. it. It's just you get together once a week. You get a pep rally. Yeah. You worship God, but you uplift other people. Yeah. You listen to their problems. You try to help each other. Yeah. I don't have to do that to have my my time with God yeah. um, and and Jesus and know that I'm doing. I'm a child of God. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm doing yeah. with Him, and I'm going to be in heaven when I die. Yes. That's. So I don't have to be in church to do that. And I will not cause a conflict there. I'll leave before I do that. Yeah, I was actually thinking the other day about, like, um, ministers and priests. Like, are they spiritual? Like, what is their, I guess, thought on that stuff? Like, what if they do have it, but they're scared to, like, notice it? They push it down. Yeah. I have, um, I believe my dad had something Mm -hmm. because he would, and my, and his dad had something, um, which is interesting because my dad is the second son because my, his mother was, um, had, he has two half siblings. Mm -hmm. One is a boy, one is a girl. Mm -hmm. So, so in the big picture, my dad is the second son of his father, but, and, and my grandfather had a gift. He would, the only story my mom can share was when they were dating. And my mom would always 
send my dad letters. Mm -hmm. And she got sick and didn't write him every day. He was in Indiana uh, or Washington State working on construction or mm -hmm. something. And she went in to see um, my grandfather. And he said, how are you doing? And uh, he said, I just, my dad's nickname, they called him Butch. And he said, well, Butch will be here by the weekend. Because she was missing him. And she said, oh, did he cough? He goes, nope. Don't you worry. He'll be here by the weekend. And sure enough, my dad pulled in the driveway on Saturday. And there was no rhyme. No, mm -hmm. only my grandfather knew. Um, and my dad told, well, I didn't get any letters from you. So I knew something was wrong. Mm -hmm. But... My grandfather knew. And there's a few instances that I can kind of recall that yeah. my uh, mom or dad would tell me, but I never met my grandfather. He passed away before I was born. Gotcha. So I just, uh, yeah. I think my dad had it because he had some instances. Yeah. But I think ministers, there's, God calls them, if they're truly called by God, some people try to be ministers and they end up failing yeah. because they're not anointed by God. Yeah. If God calls you to be a minister, my dad uh, was called to be a minister. Later in life, not just, oh, he, you know. My dad uh, only had a 10th grade education, never graduated high school. Mm -hmm. um, so his abilities and everything he learned, he learned by experience. Mm -hmm. Then when he had gotten saved when he was 16, rededicated his life when he was in his 20s, um, and which caused my mom to go ahead and decide to get saved. Then my dad turned his life around. My dad was on his the path of being a total drunk. Gotcha. He did. He stopped drinking one day and never took another drink. That's awesome. And he ended up going and testifying and preaching in the same bars he used to go have bar fights in. So, as they learn, as you learn in the Bible, there's there's story upon story upon story. The Bible is a book that Catholics, anybody who uh, who reads the Bible and uses that as yeah. their guide for worship, but it's also a history book. Oh yeah, definitely. And there's so many stories in there, um, but they kind of like. Like the one about Job yeah. going to talk to the animals. Go yeah. talk to the if there's animals. a different meaning to Yeah, they're like, mm, they just go over that a little bit. Yeah. What they do, you know, they emphasize where um, when Saul was king uh, or and Solomon. And where at one point they banned all the seers from the country. You couldn't practice anymore. Yeah. They called them seers. S-E-E-R-S. They were people that were gifted back then, yeah. but they were exploited. Then the reason they were looked upon badly was because they were exploited. Yes. They were used. They felt that they were possessed. And if you had it owned or had a slave that was possessed or something, yeah. well, then you would make her go and get tell people their fortunes for money. Mm -hmm. She was forced to do it or he was forced to do it. Yeah. Um, and then they thought they were seers, they're bad, but prophets, which God, you yeah. know, God anointed and they were all about the bigger picture. Um, Elijah is in the 
Jewish Jewish religion, Elijah yeah. is huge. Mm -hmm. Moses, huge. Mm -hmm. They were given messages too. But as I've read the Bible, it's also society driven. Yeah. If you look at it, Moses had a divine message, divine um, job. Mm -hmm. Elijah had a divine job. It's like they had the gifts and they're prophets. You and I have the gift. Yeah. And we're not prophets. We're evil. We're yes. witches. We're whatever. Yes. But I have discovered that the ministers still go to that other side where it's societal. It's, you know, they lead masses. So it's better to lead masses with God-given, anointed person. Yes. Um, because I, I do see myself, I don't know what it is yet, but I see myself in front of people. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that is. God has given that to me. I don't know You'll yet. find out eventually. I will. But that's how I figured. You. I've learned and tried to accept how ministers, they are spiritual, but they're more concrete. Yeah. It's like Moses. Saying. The first time we had the written word of God was the Ten Commandments. Yeah. So that instantly put him in a leadership role with proof in his hand. Mm -hmm. So any minister we have today, they have the Bible. Well, yeah. that's proof in my hand. Yes. Definitely. For us, there's nothing in our hand. Mm -hmm. It's It just comes through us. Yeah. I don't have something handwritten from God that says, hey, this is what yes. I want you to do. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, here you go. It's me. Um, yeah, definitely. And I guess part of it, my personality and the way I handle it, that... Um, and maturity level, I won't argue with somebody if Definitely. they um, don't believe you or don't believe whatnot. me or or they. I've had some get extremely rattled, which who, is their own inner issues. Yes, I've had some. Well, my sister, for example, when I first time I told her and I gave her an example, she flipped. She didn't want to talk to me. It's hard for him to wrap she that had, head around. Yes. And then all of a sudden, I get a phone call. I need you to talk to my dog because blah, blah, blah. Oh, and I'm gosh. like, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah. Here. Wait a minute. Um, I said, so you validate what God has given me. Well, well, I just don't know. I said, you don't know, but you want to use my gift. Yes. I said, you know, I charge for this now. She yes. says, well, I'm your sister. I said, I know that. But I want you to tell me that you believe in my gift. Yeah. I said, I want you to validate it before I'll do anything for you. Yeah. And she did. And then she felt that was just, well, I can call her up for any uh, time, any animal. Sister. Yeah, sister. And she still does to this oh day. Oh, my God. So funny. But it, she, she cannot explain it. She yeah. says, I just... I put it out there as a mystery of God. Yeah. And I said, good. Yeah, that's I said, fine. You, you don't realize. need to have instructions for no. it or why it happens. It's I just, just told her, I said, "You, ha if you acknowledge my gift, I said, sister dear, you have to acknowledge other people's gifts. Yeah. Definitely. Well, only if they do good. I said, you can't. Okay. I said, you know the difference between 
evil spirits and God and angelic influences. I said, you know the difference. You have discernment. I said, if you acknowledge satanic, demon-driven, I said, then you already know it's there. Mm -hmm. I said, what's to say that we don't have a God-given talent, God-given method to fight against evil? Mm -hmm. And we always win. I said, do you have to acknowledge it with anybody else? Not just me. Yeah. She battles that one. Yeah. And because we grew up together, so she knows. But yeah. um, I just, I've been, like I said, I was on a, I've been on a spiritual journey. Um, I've read deeper into the Bible. Um, From I've a different point books. of view, too. You yes. Were, oh. Yes. Yeah. I would say to anybody, if they were brought up in the Catholic faith yep. or the Christian faith, um, or Judaism, um, whatever Christian, uh, God-driven yes. religion. Go back and read the Bible again if you have been given gifts, if your oh, gifts yeah. have opened up. There is so much more that more it's like your eyes are opened and, yeah. aha, yeah. wait a minute, listen to this yeah. listen to that. Yeah. One of the stories that I, I will read it to anybody if they question mm-hmm. any any of this yeah Elijah and his servants were surrounded they um, the king uh, the armies had been sent to kill him and his servant ran in and said we're gonna die we're gonna you know I'm, I'm modernizing it yes ran in yes. we're gonna die we're gonna die the enemy has surrounded us we're gonna die. And Elijah prayed, and he said, Lord, open his eyes so that he may see what I see. Mm -hmm. And it is recorded that the servant's eyes were opened, and what the servant saw was thousands of angels in warrior positions. And they were ready and were going to slaughter, physically slaughter the physical army. And they did. And the servant's eyes got open to see the spiritual that Elijah had. Yeah. And that to me was, I didn't get that for the longest time. Yeah, I'm definitely. like, what do you mean open these eyes? Yeah. And once I got my eyes open, I prayed and prayed and prayed and asked God, let me see. Yeah. Please let me see the way that servant saw and Elijah saw. Yeah. Hasn't happened. I don't, I don't guess I don't get that one. Yeah, you but, just get a couple other little great Yes, things. I do, but I would just love to see an angel. Yeah. I would love to see um, the spirit. Yeah. Um, I have, uh, I haven't seen him, and I, I, the, this goes on to the, uh, it's, it's related, but it's now it's my massage business. I was going to get back to that, too. Um, the little building that I'm in, mm-hmm. in Bedford, was owned by Judge Woodbury. Um, I did some research. He was the 14th Circuit Court judge back in the 1700s. Mm-hmm. This My office, it's right across from Whole Foods Market on South River mm-hmm. Road. I'm in this little yellow cottage. The mansion is right next door. Judge Woodbury had a summer cottage, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm in. So when I moved into that office, I felt something. Oh, yeah. I didn't know what it was, 
but I felt it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm going to smudge once I get everything in here. Yeah. You know, I always smudge for stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm in there cleaning. My mother's here helping me clean and getting ready. And I cleaned the shapes, closed them. And every time I turn around, it would be open. Well, I thought my mom was doing it. Yeah. So I didn't say anything. I'd just go back and do it again. So we took a break, and I said, I got to run to the bathroom. I was working. I just finished the southern shade up there on the window. My mom said, okay, good. I'm going to sit down here and rest my head. So I come back from the bathroom, and I go, and the shade is up and tilted. And I turned to my mom, and I said, Mom, could you stop pulling up these shades? I need to see what kind of lighting I need to put in here. Yeah. She lifts her head up off the wall area she was resting she says what are you talking about i've been sitting here with my eyes closed the whole time then i knew yeah yeah, like like, something's up something's up went over and i said that i don't know who this is i said but this is my office now nothing bad is going to happen here i need you to leave these shades alone yeah put it down he never did it again go ahead move in still hadn't smudged yet Went to hang a picture in the bathroom, stood up on the toilet, had the two nails in my left hand, picture between my knees, hammer in my right. That's how I did all this. And you yes. Me. And y'all do it individually. Yeah. I literally felt somebody pull the nails out of my hand, throw them on the floor. He didn't like that picture. <laughs> no, didn't want me to do anything. And then I knew, I'm like, Judge Woodbury, I bet it's the judge. So... He did it twice. And the second time I said, judge, if it's you, stop it. I said, this picture's going up on the wall. I like this picture. It's going to be my office. Nothing bad is going to happen here. Mm -hmm. Put the picture on the wall. Then it was time to smudge. Went around the room. I smudged the entire two-room office. Left the door open so there'd be a way for exit. He left all right. But he was... I don't use that word ever. Yeah. He slammed the door so hard, he shook the whole building. And I'm like, oh, crap. I just made him mad. I made him mad. I made his spirit mad. Now um, I'm in trouble. Yeah. Like, okay, God. Nervous. What am I I doing here? (laughs) Yes. A week later, he came back. He'd gone for a whole week. I felt everything was clean, clear, nothing. He came back a week later. And had a conversation with me. And he said, um, well, I'm Judge Woodbury. I was highly respected. I taught. Everyone sought my advice. And this is my office. And I said, I respect that, Judge. But you are not physically here. I said, I'm not sure what happened. But I said, there is a way for you to move on. I said, if you'll just turn and look at the light, you can move on. Mm -hmm. Oh, I've already done that. I'm like, okay. So he says, I'm here because I have more to teach. I'm like, okay. I said, to teach me? He said, anybody who will listen. Okay. You're like, okay, I'm stuck with the judge. Yeah, I'm stuck with the judge. (laughs) So I said, you have to understand, I'm a massage therapist. You didn't have that back then. Yeah. 
And I said, nothing bad is going to happen here. He said, well, we'll see. I'm going to watch you. So I started massaging and I have a fax machine in the room. Everything's on silent. And I was, I didn't tell anybody about him. Yeah. Third massage in, he starts playing with my fax machine. Noises start coming out of it, like you're dialing. Do, 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 do. Oh, it's on silent. I'm like, okay, what do you want? Yeah. And uh, he said, you're not telling anybody about me. I said, well, why I have should a I? spirit friend just to warn yeah. you. So I, so I didn't I didn't do it again. And the next day I came in and he'd unplugged the fax machine from behind. So the fax machine's on a built-in set of shelves. Yeah. The cord is run down underneath it. So the plug-in to the electricity, you can't get to. Yeah. He unplugged it from the fax machine behind. No one had pulled it out. Yeah. I just was trying to use it. Pulled it out. It was unplugged. I'm like, okay, what do you want? He said, tell people about me. If you tell people about me, I'll just sit here and watch. Okay, you got a deal. So any new client who comes in the door, I take the moment. um, They compliment it. It's old. It's antiques, which is me. I love old antique stuff. And I say, oh, by the way. And as long as I tell people about him, he leaves everything alone. Hmm. So a lot of people are very spiritual or yes. they believe in ghosts. It'll be drawn to you. Yes. Your clientele that you were supposed to have. You are so correct. Yes, yeah. I believe that. So then I had, um, I sublet my uh, room, my, my house out, my cottage, to another therapist. And I had had conversations with her. She totally believed. And I said, you know, the judge is here. So. Well, I didn't tell the judge um, I was going to be out for a long period because I had had a, I fell and I had torn my rotator. So I was going to be out a long time. Yeah. So she texted me two weeks into me not coming in. She said, can you talk to the judge? Um, he keeps messing with the fireplace and turning it off. And it was winter time. Yeah. Turning it off. Oh, my gosh. Um, I'm like, Sure. I said, why have you tried? She goes, Sheila, I've tried. She says, he does not listen to me. So would you tell him, stop messing with the fireplace? Okay, so I did. I text her back the next day. How is it? No problem. Left plugged in. So he, we've discovered that he has a childish, impish side to him. He has a sense of humor. So when he doesn't like something, instead of really... Messing up going crazy. Yeah. He just does something to irritate me. The last time he irritated me uh, was he, I was having a conversation with my husband over the phone about whether I was going to renew my lease. There was a possibility I was going to be leaving. Yes. Well, the next day I went came into work and everything I had on the wall was crooked. Everything. I don't have a lot, but it was like, this is a pain in my butt. Yeah. I have to fix everything before my client gets here, and I've got 20 minutes. Yeah. So I said, Judge, what's the deal? Yeah. Well, I don't want you to go. I like you. I like what you do. You help people the way I help people, just in a different way. I said, well, I don't know if I'm going to go or not. 
But I said, you know the reality of finances. Certainly, you know what it's like to pay bills. Yeah. The whole time, I was the week I was in conflict, every day my pictures were crooked. Till I made the decision, I was going to stay. Mm -hmm. Then I came in and I announced it. And I said, Judge, I'm going to stay. That's all I said. Next day, all my pictures were safe. We're fine. So he... Little pain in the butt. <laughs> yes, he is. And there's someone else in the mansion. Um, I think his wife um, inhabits the mansion. Gotcha. Um, I've seen her out. What I didn't know, but I have found out, was the master bedroom that I can look up. It looks down on me. Yeah. Um, when I used to work on Saturdays when nobody would be in the office complex... I could feel somebody watching me from mm -hmm. that room, and I caught a glimpse, and the curtain moved. Yeah. So that's probably the closest I'm going to get to <laughs> you getting never to know, seeing right? something. Yeah. I never know. But, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I have a judge, and uh, I had um, at a spiritual fair uh, a different type of medium. Yeah. She channels them. Okay, yeah. She channels. So the they judge. come through and then they come she leaves her. and they come through. Yes. Yeah. And he had a uh, almost a British accent. Oh my gosh. And he reinforced, he said through her what he'd already told me, which was, um, I have no intention of leaving. I've already been there. I've come back because I have more to teach. Yeah. And oh, okay. Yeah. So I told her what. She told me, I told her afterwards, and I yeah. said, he just told, came out with it loud and clear. Mm -hmm. He's not going anywhere. No. So sometimes he'll, I don't know where he goes, but he'll go away, and then he comes back. And I was out of my office for 18 months. I would go in like once or twice, once every couple of weeks, and he immediately, are you here? Are you back? What are you doing? And I'm like, nope, can't come back yet. Yeah. Can't. I said, can't you see my arms in the sling? Oh, okay. So oh he gosh. finally got it. But yeah, I have a judge. I have spirit. Oh my gosh. I've actually teased my landlord and said, you know, if you ever decide you want me to leave um, and I don't want to, I said, you know, I'm just going to tell the judge to terrorize him. So that I can have my office back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my poor old landlord. Oh my gosh. He he just like laughs nervously. But uh, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> that's, fun. that's yeah. funny. Oh my yeah. gosh. But his wife had told. He knows that it's haunted because his wife told him what happened in the mansion. Gotcha. She was there for the haunting, the incidents that happened there. Okay. That were not. Um, Related to the judge, um, the the basement, and I just found this out from the property manager. The basement has like all these little curves and corners in it, and yeah. it looks like little pathways for some reason. And there's a door that that she's been told it's a tunnel that goes to another building, which mm -hmm. used to be the servants' home. Yeah. And they would, instead of being seen, they would go through the tunnel and come up through the basement. There was two workers down there at, each, at different sides of the um, building mm -hmm. in the basement. And I'm just going to use the name John and Jeff because she didn't give me their names. Yeah. Uh, this is from the landlord's wife. 
she said they were down there doing their work, and one said, heard, him, heard his name, John, John. John hollers to Jeff, what do you want? Jeff says, I didn't say anything. I didn't hear anything. What do you want? I don't want anything. Go back to work. Here's it again. John, John. John hollers to Jeff on the other side of the basement. What do you want? You keep hollering at me. He says, I'm not hollering at you. I don't want anything. Half hour or so goes by. Then Jeff hears it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> John hears it and Jeff hears it. Yeah. They both got freaked out and ran upstairs and said, we'll never work in your basement again. Oh. Ran out. She goodness. said, I couldn't get him to come back. I had to go and find a new, new crew. And they never found out what it was. They won't. Ex I want. I would like for them to let me I go down go. there. I want to go. Yeah. I want to go down there. Yeah. Because there is somebody or some buddies yeah. in that mansion. And I think one of the reasons they feel still feel comfortable being there is the landlord has kept the decor in the mansion the way it was. Definitely. They have not I done definitely feel any construction. energy attached to yes. furniture. Furniture. Um, and they have not done any construction to it. So yeah. what was the dining room is a conference room. What was the butler pantry is where they have the fax machine. They did, What is the kitchen is Very the kitchen. Much, yeah. The bedrooms upstairs were turned into offices, but they didn't change yeah. anything. So let me ask you, that building is kind of... Uh, Purple Finch Plaza, right there. Right next to it. We're we're Cold Stream Office yeah. Park. So like Purple the Finch Plaza is is right next yeah. door. Okay, so I go there often, and I was just there with my sister the other day, and every time I go there, I get this absurd amount of anxiety. Every time. Interesting. Every time, like I just like I'm kind of feel like. Panicky, anxiety, like every time I go there. Well, I'm I'm going to get more information. Um, you're right, people are drawn to us. I have a new client. He's in his 80s. His parents knew the Woodburys. Oh, my gosh. So he told that me. That was one, meant for you. Yes, it was. <laughs> so he told me um, that he says, you know where the, uh, you look out where Whole Foods Market is. Yeah. He says all of that was fields of pumpkins. Oh my gosh. And the backside of the mansion yes. has a garden area and um, the parking lot is there. Well, that all used to be just yard. Okay. And um, the Woodbury's owned where you're going to Purple Finch. Yeah. The Woodbury's owned that. And it's over, you know, hundreds of years yeah, that yeah. it's been developed. But the Purple Finch abuts the uh, building that was the house, all of their servants. Oh, so yeah. I'm wondering if you're getting something from the servants. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's, yeah, every time I just feel like I got to leave. So why don't you ask um, why or... Who is this yeah, um, trying to convey a message to mm -hmm. me? So that, because if they're giving it to you, I've, I'm feeling that they want your help. Yeah. Because they definitely, I mean, in Lauren's class too, if 
they're like, if you have unknown anxiety, that's just your vibration trying to meet their vibration. And that's just them trying to get in touch with you. Yeah. And you to, you know, say, you know, well, what, what can I do for you? Yeah. What is it you want me to know? Mm -hmm. Or, and it's the same way when I talk with animals, sometimes it's just psychological. It's just therapy. Yeah. It's counseling. Um, same thing happens with animals. Yeah. Once they unload, and um, tell me whatever it is they want to tell me and why they're upset or, yeah. you know, this is why they have all this bad behavior. Yeah. Then um, I check back in with the owners later and they'll be like, Shirley, you're a miracle worker. They don't, they aren't doing it anymore. I had a horse that um, the, she was my massage client. Bought uh, animal sessions and communication sessions for her daughters with yeah. their horses. They had three horses. One was naughty, naughty, naughty. He every time they would go to ride him in the big barn, if every chance he got, he would take off. Didn't matter whether you were a good rider or bad rider on him, and run back, full dead oh, run gosh. back to the stall. Yeah. Turns out, um, and when I went right up to him, the first thing he did was bite me. First thing he did, I went to pet him with my right hand, and he bucked up and took all four fingers. Oh my gosh! Biting him, and I could have lost all four. Yeah. I I didn't think I don't want to punch the like um talk to. Yeah. You're supposed to punch him in the nose. Yeah. To get him to quit, yeah. I just like pulled really hard, which yeah. was my mistake. So yes, I got bloody and stuff. But he was not apologetic. Not at all. He was um, belligerent. Um, what are you doing here? Who are you? I mean, I was experienced with that. So I told him who I was, told him what I was there for. And I said, I'm just here to talk to you. What do you want me to know? So when I go at it, that's how I approach it. They start talking. First, I get what they like, what colors they like, what do they like for treats. So they start telling me their material, whatever it is they want. Yeah. Do they want toys? So then he started saying, um, well, uh, I want somebody to baby me. I want a mom. Um, And I said, well, can you tell me why you want a mom? So I go back with them mm-hmm. and it, he eventually came out with he was taken from his mother too early and he didn't get any loving gotcha. in his mind he didn't get any of that mm-hmm. so the mother which was my client massage client said I'll be his mom I'll love him I'll baby him um, is that why he's misbehaving yes mm-hmm. it was to get attention he's just like the child yeah Bad behavior gets attention. Doesn't matter if it's good or bad attention. And we were all good, signed off on it. Still um, had not apologized to me for biting me. Yeah. Got all the way home, pulled in the driveway. He comes in again. He says, I really want to tell you I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. Can you forgive me? And I'm like, yes, yes, I can. Mm -hmm. And I said, you're right. You shouldn't have done it. And don't do it again. Yeah. Oh, I won't. I won't. <laughs> so I checked in a week later, and she said, Sheila, I have a different horse. Oh. 
all together. She says, he doesn't run out of the barn now. He doesn't take off on anybody. We're doing everything that he asked and more. And she said, I we just can't thank you enough. Totally so I yeah. learned, yeah, I'm a therapist for animals. Yeah. But legally, I can't say yes. I'm a therapist for animals. Yes. But that's what happens. Yes. Because there's a reason for their bad behavior. Yeah, definitely. There always is. Yeah. And if I can get to it, then they're willing to change and start over. Yeah. And I just find that same thing with um, spirits. Yeah. If you're getting the anxiety, yeah. you got to, you know... Who is it that is giving me this? Mm -hmm. What do you want me to know? And just be patient. Yeah. You might get a symbol. You might get a vision. You might actually get somebody talking to you. Yeah. I mean, I noticed you on your website. You said you're a medium. Yes. How do they talk um, to you? Kind of showing me stuff for the most part. Or like things just kind of pop up. Like visions? Yeah. Then you know how to tell them what, you know. Yeah. Or if you really want them to talk to you, say, you know, do you think that we could try to actually talk? Yeah. Um, yeah, if you definitely in Charlotte. Different, understand it. But mm. um, I don't get anxiety, so I just get this, I immediately know. Yeah. I've never had experienced an anxiety thing. Yeah. Yeah, I get it a lot, which is really weird. Yeah, I. I don't know. This last summer, I went through a spout of, like, four months where I had a headache every single day. Like, woke up with one, went to bed with one, and it never left my third eye spot. Didn't leave. I was like, if this is my spiritual awakening, this hurts so bad. Oh, <laughs> I think it was a little bit of, like, a sinus infection, but then I've come to, I have had the gift for a while, but um, definitely getting more of confidence in it too is interesting is more I definitely want to open up more but I do my little practices and so I noticed when you offer it um with your clients mm -hmm. as a service yeah you so this I'm just asking as one professional to another yeah you don't feel um conflicted that they're in a vulnerable place being on the bed Table versus sitting in a chair next to you. Um, for the readings, we do it like this. I sit across from okay. them. You so, never do it when they're on the table. So what's funny is um, I have been doing a lot more facials recently, and when I'm in the facial massage, I really tap into something. Yes. Um, and I enjoy the facials mostly because of that. Like, I really zone out um, and get into something different for sure. But then... They're relaxing and I don't want to just like start talking and like disturb the kind of meditative state that they're in. So I've never actually tried it. I did think about, I did a two hour facial the other day and that gave me a lot of time. There's a lot of massaging in that with the feet and the hands and the neck and the upper chest. But I thought about adding like a reading onto the end of that or like incorporating it in because I do just get these flashes that just are really, I get very high vibrational when I'm in that kind of relaxed state. <clears throat> For me, I found um, when I did talk to my teachers, yeah. um, they emphasized me being a massage therapist yeah. not to do it when they're on the table because yeah. they're in a very vulnerable state. Yes. Unless I get permission from them first. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I'm not just going to be like, so somebody's here. Yeah, because like I do have a few handful of clients yeah. that um, I've either twerked with their animal um, or somebody came through yeah. and they want to know right then and there. They yeah. don't care. They're like, Sheila, I don't want to be off the table. Just tell me. Yeah. I will do that. Mm-hmm. But I try the problem I find. And so I don't want to tap in too much when I'm on the table with yeah. them or when they're on the table is because I don't remember everything. Same. When I get off. I know. Like, I'm like, okay, what was that? You have to like keep track in my mind. just is always everywhere, yeah. especially so, being a business owner. Exactly. Just, yeah. So if I know, or I feel like it's going to happen, I just say it up front and mm-hmm. say, um, some things are going to come through. I really feel like some things are going to come through. Mm-hmm. Um, I know this is your relaxing massage. Um, do you mind if I bring it through right then? Because it's I, I may not it's remember it when we get off the table. Yeah. And as soon as I tell them that, then they're like, okay, no problem, Sheila. I won't fall asleep now that I know something might come through. Yeah. Um, so that's how I've been able to be make a happy medium because as a massage therapist, um, that's, you know, totally one thing, yes. state regulated, yes. you know, your do's and don'ts. Yeah. And then all this other stuff. So mm-hmm. I find that um, if they're comfortable with it, it comes through when I'm massaging them. Yeah. Um, and then a couple I have are uh, energy workers too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if energy is the right word for it or spiritual workers because you have, we label them, but it's like an, intangible gift yes then i have one in particular that she knows her calling and it's intangible gift work mm-hmm. along with her regular yeah. so she's become a shaman she's you know and all kinds of things yeah, all the modalities all the modalities yeah. that's what and she practices them mm-hmm. um and makes a living at it and she knows i she knows probably more of what my gift is than I do sometimes. And it, as soon as I touch her, as soon as I touch her, I get it. And she's like, just say it, Sheila, just Mm -hmm. say it. Um, and so I'll massage her and we have these conversations of whatever's going on. And, um, she's very in tune with, if I have, she has a problem in her body Mm -hmm. to release, that area. Awesome. Um, I can do it for myself, mm-hmm. on myself, yeah. but I'm not comfortable with asking a client mm-hmm. to do that yeah. just per se. I let her do it because, you know, because yeah. you know, so it's difficult yeah. for me. Um, I don't know if it is for you for um, finding a problem area in their body and saying, oh, yeah, by the way, I want you to, uh, yes. versus, okay, I know what to do physically. I can just yes. get this fixed. Yes. Um, but a couple I do, they uh, will tune in yeah. and release it so that I can continue working yeah. the area. Yeah. So when I, before I got my Reiki 2, I would really tap in in Reiki 2 do, when I was doing Reiki. And then I went somewhere different for my Reiki 2 certification, and she said never mix mediumship with Reiki. And I feel like ever since then I kind of put a block on it 
a little bit. Yeah, see, I I mixed it because I can't control there it. There was me either, and I was like, if it's coming through, like, this is my flow, I'm in the zone, like, it's Reiki, it's energy. I did tell them after in that instance, too, but ever since I heard that, I feel like I kind of just put a block on it. Because you're practicing ethics. We're human. I know. I'm like, well, shit, there's this rule that I have to follow, and I shouldn't be doing that, but... I, um... I know, the, I guess I'm very, I know the rules. I know what I really, what would confuse the client. Yeah. So that's what I gauge it by. Yeah. If it's going to confuse the client, because there's transference that happens with Reiki, and they can get your visions. Yes. Or they will get something else, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I get something that. Some, someone comes through, yeah. I will control that mentally and say, you know, to whoever came through, I don't think they're going to be able to handle this right now, so can you wait till yeah, we finish? definitely. And then we'll yeah. do that. Um, I will have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Or if the person says... Um, if you get anything, Sheila, just let me know. I really want to know. Mm-hmm. And then I'll say, well, do you want to know while we're doing the Reiki or do you want to wait? Yes. Um, and she says they will say one or the other. Mm-hmm. Or if somebody is like me, they can have to the split conversation going. They may say, you know, oh, I'm working on this. So don't tell me that right now or yeah. something. But that is with somebody who really is grounded. Yes. Um, sure. But I tend to um, start it off, and I will just say a little something of, um, you know, any anybody who wants to come through, can you please wait till they're ready to receive it at the end of the at the end of the yep. session? And I've been able to like, Control. okay, they're Separate sitting it. here yep. waiting That's now awesome. um, because of that. We're, yeah. They are in a vulnerable state when they're in Reiki. Yeah. And it's a different different, they're experiencing their own thing and you're experiencing something else. It's coming through you. So um, I get that one that not to not to mix. And it's more for the protection or um, to let them fully appreciate the Reiki session. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I I can understand that a little bit. Oh my gosh, we covered so much great things. We're going to have to do another episode because I feel like we could talk forever. Okay. I have no problem. Definitely. I would love to hear some of your experiences. Yeah. Who knows? It'll probably jog some of mine. I know, right? We could just talk forever. So are you taking new clients? Where can I'm always taking new clients. Perfect. Um, I'm in my office for humans on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Wednesday and Saturday are animals animal communication I do as you know when yes. I did yours yes. I don't have to be with you or the animal yep um I do like to it, it works both ways like yep. I did with you either send me a list of questions I will connect with them and then get back to you yep. and we have an hour conversation over what yep. but then I connect with the animal while we're talking yep. to get some other some more responses yep. or it is more enjoyable for the human when I do come to the home. Yes, I know. As soon as I move out, you're going to come meet my cat <laughs> and we'll talk to him again. Yes. It was so great. Yeah. But so yeah. For, am- for cats, they don't like to be massaged. Yeah. So I 
do massage them if they actually tell me they want something. Yeah. When I do go to the homes, a lot of the time, if they're not already Reiki practitioners, I do Reiki and animal communication. Yeah. Go to the barns for the horses, and I do go to the homes for the dogs. Awesome. Um, dogs uh, are more comfortable in their own surroundings. Yeah. And um, so are the of human owners. Yeah. yeah. So I do that and um what's your website that dot com. Perfect. All right. Awesome. Well thank you so much for being here. This was so great. You are welcome. I've had so much fun. Yeah, this was awesome. I definitely look forward to our next episode. Wonderful. Yes. Thank you so You're much. Welcome.